champions of England again at last are Liverpool. Hello and welcome back to a very happy edition of the Bantam Unit podcast with me, Reese Saunders. Joining me is the happiest man in the world, Liam Hall. Hi guys. And the most depressing man I've ever seen in my life, Carl Pierce. Hello. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about the Premier League fixtures. Me and Liam have been dragged here by Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really happy with what happened this weekend with our respective football clubs. Um, Liam and Liam tried to hide under his bed. I tried to hide in the wardrobe. Carl pulled us out. So, you know. Nothing Liam's new there for me. I'm always I'm used to coming out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, Liam. Yeah, he made he made, he made it better for me when I uh, when I had to be pulled out. Um, Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> this is brilliant. Um, now, um, <laughs> so Liam, uh, Liam, Carl, how have you been? How have you been uh, this week, uh, Liam? We'll start. Liam, how have you been actually? Uh, good question. Uh, I'm I'm all right, I guess. I'm I'm getting a little bit bored. I'm not really feeling very Christmassy. Maybe maybe because I haven't really gone outside the house much. But um, I met um a friend of mine who I'm having for Christmas. Um, so that was really nice. And yeah, you know, I, I've been I've been doing, I've been worse. What what about you, Reese? Hang on, mate. You you meeting a friend you're having for Christmas? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you're having a friend as a present or for Christmas dinner. The way you you well, phrase no, no, it's, that. It's because, from, it's because they're from abroad, so um, like we thought that we'd invite them over for, for Christmas because they can't go back. So it, it's actually a nice gesture for once. Which basically I, I never... you've um, bought a wife online, haven't you? Yes, but but I, I'm trying to make it sound a bit nicer, Carl. Okay, so <laughs> thanks for ruining my fucking reputation. <laughs> what re- what reputation was that? <laughs> Excuse me, I, I was I was distinguished before before this. Podcast. Oh yes, yes. I, I I was I was esteemed company of Prince Andrew before this. Oh, <laughs> me and just, my friends went to private islands. No, no, no. Cole, Cole, how have you been this week? Back to work. Have you enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, well, like the last lockdown, we've hit the ground running with sales. So uh, yeah, it's very busy and we're doing well thank christ no 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 that's good that's good news and how and how are things going with uh you reese i've been all right yeah i've enjoyed myself um off work because of this bollocks um we had to shut down so i've got another week on oh that sucks but, you know, go back, hope potentially go back the 11th and then break up the 18th of Christmas. So, but yeah, I'll leave my own feeling the same as you. I'm not feeling very Christmassy. I'm not, I mean, I don't like Christmas, but you know. I yeah, don't, I'm, like Christmas. I'm a oh, bit I'm... of a, I'm a bit of a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas, I must admit. I have a reason why I don't like Christmas and it's because of how ungrateful some people are with their presents. Yeah, that is one thing. I, 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 I hate that in general, to be honest. Yeah. My, re- my reason is that uh, 20 years in retail and starting Christmas at September every year. Yeah. No, you I, know, I, we're getting all your Christmas stocking and all that malarkey and you always have to move around half your shop to accommodate a rock of Christmas stuff that you only sell about half of it. Do you, I should be, Reese, you know, to be fair, like, I, I do have something to say about that though, because like, you know, when you get a house that's like 64 acres instead instead of 72 you, you do feel a bit ripped off 
you know, for Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, I, sure. I think it really depends. A third world problem there. A third world problem for the Liverpool. It really is. I mean, imagine not being... Oh, and because of, of COVID, he can't have his uh, his manservant uh, topless Santa this year either. Exactly. I, I can't have my eyes wide shut kind of parties. It's, it's pretty terrible, to be honest. Yeah. No. <laughs> God. I just, I, last, last year, Liam sent me a picture of his butler um, covered himself with gravy. Just, but that, that, uh, that was his baby oil gravy. I was very concerned. But to, to be fair, in fairness, we couldn't afford a turkey, so um, we, we, like we 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 went we on some hard times last year. Yeah, I got a minute. You could afford a sixty-four acre house, can't afford a turkey. It, it, it was it was a different times, you know. It's... <laughs> he clearly doesn't know what he's babbling about. Well, no, no, it's because we, we were on we were on we were um, away um, on holiday in a third world country. Um, what, you know, so, was, what? Okay, what do you mean, Wales? <laughs> Is that the third world country? No, 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 Kent. <laughs> it's Kent. So uh, we, we're away in we're away in Kent, and you know we we didn't, we didn't have a house we usually have. We, we had to share. We had to share a house, and and there was no turkeys around because well, I mean, to be fair, we shot them all, and they were they were absolutely destroyed with bullets, but um. No, so we have, we had to eat butler. It was, it was terrible, to be honest. Oh God! The um, the mind of Liam Hall, there, people. It's a scary place. It's a flippant, scary place. You, you, you're telling me I have to live here. <laughs> I've been friends with Liam for like over two years now, and I still get scared. I think he's going to say and do, and mm. you never surprise me, which is which is funny. So you know, um, we're here to talk about football. What what happened to you, Liam? Honestly, what what happened? Carl, 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 how long do we have? Carl, Carl, that's a podcast on its own. That is a, that's a podcast on its own. On Christmas Day, I will I will finally reveal my story to the world. That could be a Channel Four program about you, mate. They're really good. Maybe it was no, a no, 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 no. That's a Netflix documentary. Inside Liam's mind. Oh no! <laughs> Don't make any jokes, Liam, about inside anywhere. Be yes. <laughs> it'd, it'd be like that scene from Rick and Morty when they go into the teacher's dreams. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, we've kept it reasonable oh, there, thank Christ. Uh, I'm holding it. Football, lads, football. Let's, let's, let's talk about... I know you two are desperately trying to stay off the subject. So who's... who's start? Shall I, shall I start? Shall I start? Because I've got, I've got happiness to spread. <laughs> yeah, of course you have. Um, no, no, Carl, you're not going to start. We're going to start with Liam. Oh, brilliant. Oh, Fantastic. Actually, no, 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 because Carl, because you know, me and Liam are the epitome of happiness, and we've got lots of happy thoughts to go. And we just want to save your depressing shit for the end. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. So, obviously, my team, um, Tottenham Hotspur, won this weekend. <laughs> hey, hey, no, I can't do that. I, you I, could I, be burnt I, at the stake for saying stuff like that. As an Arsenal fan. <laughs> Uh, trust me, I, I feel sick just saying that as a joke. <laughs> uh, are, are we really starting with a derby? 
Yeah, we're going to start. The North London Derby, a fixture on the every football every football fan's calendar that they enjoy. Uh, you you know what? I'm actually going to be quite nice today. I, I, I'm, I'm going to start with the positives. I'm going to be nice to Tottenham. Because, you know, it's coming up to Christmas, so I, I need to be nice to those less fortunate than, than I. Um, so, Tottenham fans, I, I know you're... I'm not going to say anything more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Tottenham were very, very organised, um, and Pierre um, Hoiberg, I, I, can't, I don't know how to say his, uh, his middle name, he was absolutely fantastic. Emil? You don't, you don't say Emil, uh, you don't say how to say Emil. Is it is that his name, Emil? I think it, yeah. On, Pierre Hoiberg? Oh, it is Emil. I, I yeah, think yeah, I, I think oh. he's right there. Yeah, it is Emil. Well, really, Emil? All right, fine. Um, so Pierre Emil. Yeah, angry mate. Yeah, angry mate. Another thing, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Joe, I just a really shit name. Um, okay, so right, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, and I mean, the back four was very organised. Um, it's, it's really, Dyer was really impressive that he could head a ball. Um, I'm sure, what other positives are there? Um, Larice didn't concede. Aurier only had um, Tierney go past him only five times, so I, I thought that was very impressive from him. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think actually, you know what? The four, the obviously the two up top, Kane and Son. They, I, I begrudgingly have to admit, they're very impressive. Um, I mean, I, I, those two are on a telepathic level. I don't know how they communicate, considering you know. He can barely speak any English, and then there's human son as well. <laughs> um, so that, so the, the way they combined was absolutely fantastic. Um, the assist from Harry Kane to pass it five yards to, to Son, and for Son to run all the way down the pitch and score an absolute worldie. I, I think that goal was completely made by Harry Kane. I think we can all agree, lads, right? I mean, you, you, you're saying things about our Lord and Saviour there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he can't do anything wrong, and that pass was just David Beckham-esque, I have to say. Well, um, no. no, 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 no. It's Harry Kane-esque, because it was that sorry, good. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, 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 he, he is the second coming. Um, so, yeah, I, I have to say, in all series, Tottenham were very, very good, and Arsenal were not. Um, I think we had 42 crosses into the box. We should have. We probably should have scored. I have to be honest. I think if if Aubameyang had, had a lot more, what's the word? Conviction. Balls. Conviction. If you if you if you if he felt confident, I think we probably could have at least been two one. Because we had two. We had at least three good, very good chances, which we probably should have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, Lacazette in the ten role was. It was, it was a mixed result. I, I thought some of his passing was really good, but he, he never really showed for the ball. We never really passed it to him. Yeah. It just felt like it was slightly disconnected. And you, you can kind of see some of the way forward. And I think some of it can be quite easily fixed. It's just, it just wasn't. And, it, you know, you, you it, I, I feel like we could have done a lot better in the toilet bowl arena. So I, I, I'm, just, I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Um, I will say, Carl. I mean, imagine, yeah, imagine if Arsenal had someone who could pass a ball forward. Yeah, it would be, uh, would yeah. be pretty amazing. Imagine, 
Imagine, imagine if they've got someone not in the squad who may who's made the most assists in Europe. Oh, Socrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, what well, went on with um, Alex Partey? By is it Alex Thomas? Thomas. Thomas Partey. That's it. I'm thinking of a flipping pop singer. I am because um, <laughs> apparently someone said something about the way he went off the pitch or something. He wasn't yeah, taking so the match. He... Wasn't taking the match seriously enough or something. So he got injured. Um, it looked like he got, kind of got injured pretty seriously, and he went to the touchline wanting to be substituted. Yeah. And Granit Xhaka was away in his own world. Um, he, he, he was gallivanting up, up the pitch, and he forgot that he had to defend. And in fairness to party, he probably should have said something, but yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty calamitous. Also, I have to say, Granit Xhaka, oh boy. That, that's I all mean, I have to say. <laughs> you, you're talking there about one of the greatest Premier League midfielders of all time, in Granit Xhaka, and... Um, yeah, he was incredible. And, and William as well, as he was for like for two hundred and thirty thousand, I think that's wow, what a player you're getting for that. I know he's absolutely incredible. I've just, go away, Yobbo's got someone knocking on my window. Go, one minute. They've gone now. Um no. <laughs> no, it's my brother. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I do want to say this about Tottenham. They are. This was a very Jose Mourinho performance by them. Yeah. Sat back, very, very, very good defensively. I mean, they had like thirty percent, thirty percent possession in the second half, and they just had. They only had one shot as well, and they just sat. They just sat really deep, and yeah, he's he's finally now working wonders with this team that he's got there. I mean. I think Hoiberg was incredible. Son was really... Son's yeah. Son. Harry Kane, again, there's, there's nothing more I can really say about Harry Kane other than... He's the, world the great. He's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> he, is, he is. I mean, you know... He's so good. He's so good. She was t- he's, no, he was good. He was good in this game. He was yeah. good. And he, he was very good defensively, I have to say. That. I was very yeah. impressed with the attitude he showed for that. I, yeah. thought, I thought Son's goal was world class, though. That was an yeah. awesome goal. Is it, 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 reminds I, me, it, it reminds me of one against Burnley. You know, he just ran. Yeah. Ran and ran through. But, and he, he, he was, sort of scored a good goal. But, I mean, I've got to ask you a question then. Who was more important to Tottenham, Harry Kane or Hume Min Son? Son, absolutely. Uh, and and I, I, I think, I, I know I'm going to get some criticism of that, but I think Son is probably the player of the season. I have to be completely honest. And I don't um, think I don't I don't think Kane would have the assist he had without Son. I I, I can't agree more. Yeah, I, I think Son's probably I mean, I mean, I mean, a more I, crucial I know I, player. I Kane, but Kane, like Son, is just out of his world. Yeah, I I, I think. And I, think I think he's possibly one of the more underrated players in the Premier League as well, Son. I don't think he necessarily gets the credit he deserves a lot of the time. He mm. feels like a Mane, doesn't he? Mm. In that regard, that Mane out of the Mane out of the front three was the most underappreciated. Now people realise how good he is, and I think that's what it is. I think Son's a bit like that, but uh, people can say, "Oh, Son should play for a bigger team than Tottenham." He's played for the team that's top in the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, um, exactly. And it doesn't um, always work. You know, we see we see players want to move on to pastures new like Ericsson hasn't really set the world on fire at Inter I keep hearing rumours they're, they're ready to get rid of him already so yeah. it doesn't you know you can look a great you, you can look or be a great player but sometimes a certain team the way it's set up 
doesn't suit you. You you don't you don't shine as bright. Can, can, I, can I be honest about something? Uh-huh. I I I think Kane should be nominated for player of the season, but I don't think he should win. I think I think Son should win. It, it's, 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 I think we can we can judge them on the end of the season. I just as though Son should win it, but you know. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say that so a great stat from the. Um, so Son and Harry Kane have been involved in 31 Premier League goals. In all, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's in Premier League history. Only Lampard and Drogba have got more with 36. They're um, they're an amazing partnership, aren't they? Really are. So yeah, it was just incredible. So that it was it, but Harry Kane's goal was his 250th goal of his career, and his 100th at home for Tottenham. And as and it's the most in the derby as well. Yeah, because you know anyone can beat Arsenal now, but, um, but except for us, how we how we managed to lose to you last, I'll never know. To be fair, we actually played well in that game for once. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got to ask this though because I, I know I know we've been saying it. Oh, they they they're not. They, I don't think they can be there. But are Spurs genuine top contenders now? Yeah. I think they are with Mourinho at the helm. He's. I mean, we were questioning him uh, end of last season and the start of this season. But he's managed to stamp his authority on the team now. He's got the players in that he wanted, more or less. And yeah, he's he's got them playing typical Mourinho style football now. Yeah. yeah. And also fifteen million pay for Hoiberg is a bargain. Mm. Yeah. Doherty less though. I, I, I I've been kind of surprised he hasn't been better, to be honest. I mean, how how badly is our has Mourinho lost it podcast aged? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that was that was in the bike on here, but that's when we all became. <laughs> but, um, we always recall for that podcast because these football things are brilliant. Um, but yeah, um, but go just staying with uh, Tottenham just for um, just for two seconds though, and talking about Doherty and Hoiberg coming in there. It says a lot that Gareth Bale hasn't been able to get into this team, and we all thought Bale back at Tottenham would be incredible, mm. but. He just feels like another name there. Yeah, he's obviously lost a step or two because if it was the the bail of old, he'd be in the team and playing no trouble. But maybe he's lost confidence and fitness, you know, with what's been going on at Real Madrid and stuff. I don't know. Things I I think he does still have it. I think uh, I I, I think he will be just time, to be honest, because I think he's still got that amazing quality. Yeah. Um, should, 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 we talk about, should we talk about the Harry Kane thing? What Harry Kane thing? You know the um, the Gab- Gabriel incidents. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you have that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So I, I kind of I I I, went, I made a mistake of going on Twitter um, during an Arsenal match. <gasps> it was it was terrible. But um, there's, there was this clip going around of Harry Kane and um, Gabriel Magalesh. And Gabriel's going for a header, and Harry Kane kind of ducks and almost slightly backs into Gabriel, trying to draw a foul. And Gabriel kind of flips over out of control and nearly lands on his neck. And, you know, as an isolated incident, it kind of looks like nothing. But it's, it's been a bit of a constant... Like like recurrence, so to speak, and it is slightly worrying. Yeah, he's he's done it a lot. He's not like it's a one-off. He's done it against Brighton, and there was one other team I think he's done it against as well. He just 
if a defender misjudges that, they they, they could really injure themselves. I mean, they, uh, the best case scenario is they fall over. That's it. But the worst case, mm-hmm. they could dislocate a shoulder. They could land funny on their head or their neck. And they, I, I think the re- I think referees need to start looking at it because it is it is potentially really dangerous play. Yeah, I'm surprised that was mentioned there. Um, Leah meant when I saw it, I didn't think much of it until you told me it, it's something he's been doing on a regular basis. And you can guarantee, you can guarantee if it was a Man United player, they'd be making the right song and dance about it. But because mm. it's Harry Kane, it seems to be looked the other way because he's England captain, probably. And the thing is, I don't think he wants to hurt anyone. Like I, I like obviously I, I really don't think he does. Oh no, he's probably not smart enough to realise he could hurt somebody. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you think he probably would really I, I, like. Surely he knows what he's doing because he's trying to draw a foul. So should he? This must occur to him. I've done it. I mean, I, the Harry Kane thing. I used to do when I used to play football. You know what you're doing. So if I, if I was up front, so when I was playing up front and I had a defender coming for the ball that's in the air. I'll just move. I just like see if I, there's no way I'm getting ahead. I'll just stand the floor, and the defender will fall over me, and then you know I'd get the ball then. But you do know what you do, and I do think Harry Kane is aware of it. But I, I just don't think he's. I think he just needs to. I think the referees need to watch it and just think, you know what? Or this is what's going to happen. Someone's going to get injured, and then they'll start watching it. So yeah, yeah, they'll take notice. They'll take notice when it's too late, probably. Yeah, yeah, because you, because you, you know, like. At the moment, no one's been injured, and I've heard that kind of argument. But this is this is worse than getting like, you know, a high a high boot to like the knee. Because you know, if this goes wrong, someone could potentially oh. be paralysed, and, and that's and that is pretty bad. Mm, potentially, but let's move on from uh, Arsenal versus Tottenham uh, because there's always so much humiliation that we can really spread uh, towards Arsenal. Um, yeah, so we'll... <laughs> uh, I do. I just do one last thing. I do think Arsenal need to sort out their um, striking issues, or or I do really worry for them because you've not scored many goals at all recently. Things. I think we just need someone in that midfield, and I, I, I mean, Urza would be the answer if he was <laughs> if he was up to that standards. But we need someone like Urza, but not Urza, at least for me. No, I agree. So, m- moving on, moving on from Arsenal versus Tottenham, uh, because I mean, as much as we want to take the mick out of Arsenal, we, we uh, I, 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 I think twenty-five minutes is enough because it is funny. <laughs> twenty-five minutes, oh my god! <laughs> I like taking mick out of Arsenal, but yeah, what? So it, it's getting too, getting too easy. It's, I mean, like, Carl, Carl, let's just do what we do. Yes, I just keep sending Harry Kane gifts to Lou. Um, <laughs> so we, we yeah, move well, on. Actually, actually I, I forgot to mention that I stopped watching the game halfway through and went to watch um, Notting Hill instead. I came back to it in the end, but... That I, sounds I, like a... That really does sound like a Liam film. <laughs> Notting Hill. <laughs> it's a great film. I've never seen it before. But yeah, sorry. Anyway, go on. Uh, Liam Hall presents Notting Hill. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, I, I, next week, I'll do a review of it for you guys. Please don't. Um, <laughs> so we move on. We move on to my team, West Brom versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace winning five one. Now we move on to Carl's game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I have to? Yes. Uh, oh, all right. Zaha Benteke came back and scored two goals. 
Uh, yeah, a, a little bit more, man. Mate, 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 tell us how you feel. This, this is becoming a therapy session. It's really not. <laughs> I already have a podcast where I do a therapy session. <laughs> how, how, mate, how do, you... Want, do you want me to do it then, Ray? No, no, I'm taking a mic. I'll do it. So, no, Crystal Palace against West Brom at the Hawthorns. Uh, uh, so, 5-1 victory for Crystal Palace. Um, Zaha Benteke back. Zaha back after... Um, coronavirus uh, and Benteke was handed his first start of the season and yeah it was set about eight minutes furlong uh, scored an own goal Zaha crossed the ball and Palace were winning however we didn't give up we, we showed the fight back that we showed all season when we've been behind Conor Gallagher scoring again uh, after half an hour thinking right here we go we're going to push on here, we're going and then <laughs> <laughs> Those three little words, those three words appeared, V-A-R, and it called over... That's letters, not words, but I digress. Okay, video assistant referee, do one. Now, (laughs) um, (laughs) so, yeah, Pereira sent off a violent conduct, violent conduct, lads, and did did you... Okay. So he told his first judge to kick to Van Arnholt, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to ask this question. Piss taking, taking the piss out of me aside, because I know that's, you want, that's what you want to do. <laughs> How dare you? Never. <laughs> Was this a red card, yes or no? It's, I can't remember it. It's, unfortunately, <laughs> it I, have to, I have to listen to it on the radio and the commentators. Oh, for God's what are you two doing here? That was a word. It, it, was, it was not a red card. <laughs> <laughs> but, when, but when you lash out, you know, Scott got away with it. It was the F1 part. I, I can flip and do it for the football one. Um... <laughs> Carl, I'm going to kick you in a minute. <laughs> what now? Fuck's sake. Carl, take it a piss. But when, you, when, you, when you lash out like that in retaliation, it does normally result in a red card, whether we think it's harsh or not. So, oh, Honestly, mate, it reminds me of that scene from Fight Club where, where that guy's beating up Jared Leto. <laughs> Yeah, he rem- yeah, I mean, like, you look at he, he tore off Van Einholt's testicle by what he did. Jesus oh, Christ. Honestly, it's like Mortal Kombat. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't finish him. But, um... <laughs> no, always in one, sorry. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. So, but no, uh, yeah, so he, VAR was called Tierney, Paul Tierney, the referee, giving a red card. Um, for me, it's not a red card. Put the bias aside. It was a red card because how, Carl, you can back me up with this. I know it's a Champions League. I know it's different. But how the hell can Fred, headbutt a player, get, get away with it and not get sent off? Where Pereira can lift his legs up a little bit and then get sent off for it. It's pathetic. Yeah, no. well, Fred, Fred should have been sent off, 100%. Yeah. He, I, and I, don't, I can't make head nor tail of that decision. I really can't. I can't. It's Man United. Well, yeah, true, true. <laughs> but I mean, this is this is the problem that people have with VAR, wrong with VAR is there's no consistency. It's baffling. One, one, I, 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 we can do this each week. And it's getting really annoying now. Talking about VAR, and I'm getting sick of it. 
Do, do, do you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of when Maguire tried to um, was it kick back Chelsea, lad. Yeah, I think Bachelor in the balls and he got away. Maybe they need different people doing VAR, like a, a group of specialist referees that is VAR is all is all they do, and they're all they're trained in, and they, they can't referee on the pitch. These this these select um, group of referees, they just do the VAR, and maybe you could get a bit more consistency that way. I don't think that. I think it should be independent people from a different organisation do it, not part of the referees like association sort of thing. They do. uh, You know, we get our fans to do it when it's uh, old traffic matches. And I I always think we need a player to do it as well. To be fair. No, 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 I I like that a bit like Formula One. You know, Formula One uses a driver. I think get an ex-professional in. To do that, look at it, go, mm, was that failure? Was it not? And do that way, not have someone who could potentially be friends with a referee and go, oh, I don't want to show him up here. Because that's happened. That's been people. That's, have... that's what I mean. That's why I think it should be, uh, you know, a, an independent, an independent, perhaps I described it wrong, an independent group that are just, that are trained referees, but just trained to do the VAR, not. Yeah. Not on the pitch. It's, it's, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I mean, things. The only way you'd get it, the only way you'd get it, completely, hundred percent consistent, is if you had the same people doing VAR for every match. But that's just not yeah. possible because matches happen at the same time. True, but there's an even better way of doing it: is get rid of it. And that, yeah, but they won't I, now, will they? They made it. They made it quite clear. Point. They they made it quite clear that's not going to happen. Maybe maybe they just do it in the studio. Maybe Jeff, maybe Jeff Stalin and and that lot. They they have they just do it. Oh God, because you want to see Clinton Morrison talk about VAR. Have Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher uh, fighting over VAR. <laughs> oh, oh my God, get get, get Roy Keane. <laughs> you get fucking anything. No, no, let's not. No, let's not do it. But getting back to the game though. Um, so VAR turned up and. Yeah, fuck the game up for us all, and then uh, from there it was just all Palace. Absolutely dominated us from there because we just looked, just we just looked poor. Um, Zaha just showing why he's one of the, one of the best players in mm. that table sort of area. He's just such a good player, and I genuinely believe if Crystal Palace didn't have him, they'd be down in, down in the relegation places, and I'm still shocked he's there. Um, Benteke. Scoring twice as well. I I know that uh, I said I oh, you know I I like Chris Benteke. Not in this game. Don't score against us. Score against <laughs> <all> the... <laughs> this, this is first goals I... for some time though, wasn't it? It feels like it's it 2012 the... all over again. Jesus. You know you know you're crap when Benteke scoring against you. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, you just just be grateful. There's there's many miles on a phone between. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I can't defend West Brom. Um, defensively, we were poor. Attacking, we offered nothing. And I know I keep saying it. Oh, we need a striker. We need a striker. I just, I, I, I'm to be honest. I'll say this to you both now. And not this is nothing to do with how West Brom season's going on or anything like that. VAR is ruining my love for football. It really is. I can't. I, I can't remember the last time I was excited to watch a game of football. 
it is, no, it is pretty painful. It's ruining mine as, as well. And uh, I know some of my best friends, um, they, they're saying the same thing. You know, they're as avid football fans as you can get. And it's even mm-hmm. starting to drive them away. I think part, a big part of the problem was Pereira, again, was your best player. Um, once he departed, you seemed to lose any belief you could get anything out of the match and your confidence went and Palace just seemed to run riot, unfortunately. Just... But until then, you, you, you look like you, you know, you look like the yeah. team that was going to come back into win it. the match. You come back into I... it and you look like you were taking some sort of control back. Couldn't agree more. We, we were playing. Uh, up, when we scored the goal, I thought, here we go. We're going to kick on here. We're going to kick on. We might get another one. And then, well, Pereira did kick on. But, um, I mean, maybe it was a harsh red card, but, you know, when when you're a team at the bottom of the league struggling like you are, I mean, players need to man up and you can't, you know, you can't have your best players like Pereira doing stupid things like that. Yeah. You know, to, you to, just to can't. Fair, I seem to remember, like, Patrick Vieira getting sent off for something like that in 2002. So, like, there is, like, a kind of precedent for us and you think, probably should know. Yeah, but football's just... I mean, I, I say no, football is just shit. It really is. I can't. I. I. I mean. I like. I like watching it. I, I like covering football, but I'm getting more and more as because as I said this, it feels like every podcast is a VAR section. I'm getting sick to death of it, and it's hard not to it because it, it does. I mean, we're going to get to the Man United game in a minute, and VAR should have been used there. It pisses me off that it's used in one game but not used in another and it just absolutely baffles me and it's just not consistent and it's I'm getting to the point now where I'm going to I'm going to go to Switzerland find Gianni Infantino threaten to kidnap his children and his wife <laughs> <laughs> oh you mate don't bother I, I wouldn't try that or I'm just yeah or what I'm going to do is I'm going to, throw, I'm going to bring, get set blatter and say if this man is in charge of FIFA again because of the VAR with this man Get rid of it, or I'm going to take your wife and children to put this man in charge. He was right. He was right all along. You know, we we, we laughed at Blatter and said he didn't know what he was on about, but he said um, video assistant referees would ruin the game, and he, he was yeah. bang on. It yeah. has it has ruined the game, and I I yeah I'm just I'm I'm just done with with um with it uh, right now. But we move wait, on. Wait, so wait, gonna... wait, actually, wait, can I ask you one positive question? Not necessarily about your team, but. This if it's easy fellow seems like a really decent player. It was good. Easy. Yeah, good play. It was a good play for QPR, and um, he scored a good goal against us last season at the Hawthorns. Get um, when we we it was the last game of the season, we had to draw or win, and he scored the second goal. Really large finish. Really good player, and yeah, yeah I think I think it's like a bright future ahead of him, and possibly he could be Zaha's replacement if Zaha does go. Honestly, what 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 a find I think, especially for the money they got from. I think he's 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 a really good find. Twenty million quid. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably worth it. To be honest, mm, he's all right. He's young and English, so you know, hopefully, hopefully it kicks on. But let's we're all <laughs> this is the happy part of the podcast all done now. And then we're gonna get to a depressing call talking about <laughs> Matthew. Oh, oh, forgot. No, just just you know what, just skip the next. Two seconds that Carl gets to speak about Man United. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so well, Man United winning three-one at uh, against West Ham at the London Stadium. Um, goals by Pogba, Greenwood, and Rashford giving uh, for Man United. Uh, Suchek for West Ham. 
Um, Cole, uh, take it away. Yeah, well, I get it. Was something uh... United versus West Ham? Yeah, that um... was it. Well done, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. I promise. No, you won't. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going on strike. I've had enough. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll be quiet. I promise. See, I don't talk now because I know you're just going to interrupt. Um, it was another frustrating performance by Man United. Basically, yes, we, we won in the end. But again, in the first half, we were just so poor. Um, it showed again how important Bruno Fernandes is to the team because he was left on the bench, obviously, to rest him for the important uh, last big game, which we need to get a result out of now because we've fucked it against Paris uh, Saint Germain. Um, so yeah, and there was just no creativity. We were poor in all areas. West Ham scored and um, deservedly so, and they could have had more. Um, we were absolutely all over the place. And there was a hilarious chance where um, I forgot. The, I forgot the player. Now he was free, and he fell on his ass before he could <laughs> score and pull the trigger, but. Yeah, uh, we really yeah, got away a... with we really got away with that one. I think it was Sebastian Haller, I think it was, who fell on his arse. Mm. So... But second half, um Cavani and um who well uh, Van der Beek uh, came off and um, Fernandez and Rashford came on. Um we started to get a bit more of a grasp of the game. Um, Papa scored an outstanding goal. Uh, a bit of controversy in it. It looked like it might have gone out, but nobody, might have. nobody might seemed have. to. Might have. <laughs> <laughs> nobody seemed a hundred percent sure. I must admit, it looked like it. It looked like it went out for me. David, to, David Moyes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, well, it, well, Moyes would be. You're talking about the opposition <laughs> manager. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stevie Wonder saw that it went out and play. No. Ray Charles did as well. It was nowhere. No, it was nowhere near. It was nowhere near out of the boundaries. Sorry, I, I take it back. It was a legitimate goal with no controversy around it. Or never. I don't know what no. these two retrobrates no. are on about. No, there, there was no one in the sh- in the crowd. I think it was at goal shaking four. No, it wasn't that bad. It was. It was in. Yeah, was, I don't understand how anyone could think that went out. You, you're no, all no, 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 biased no. against Man United, clearly. Obviously. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, Carl, please continue. Yeah, because, you know, we, we're all about biasy. You, but, you know what I will say? If VAR did look at it, I think it probably would have been actually two goals to Man United. So it's probably a good Exactly, thing exactly. And, um, you know... Pogba scored a goal, so he's a world-class player again all of a sudden, and he's trending on Twitter and and whatnot. He's he's good enough to play for Real Madrid and Barcelona again now because he scored one goal. I'm gonna put this out there. Can't put on. It's a can't put on that group Pogba shit, and then about <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes later, Pogba scores, and me and Liam just go send messages going. So. <laughs> <laughs> It was a world as well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a great goal. See, this is what just, it shows glimpses of how good he can be. But yeah, he does. Like, and then, like, three, but things what got me, three minutes later, you completely turned it around. Mate, mate he, scoring. 
yeah, Greenwood scored an excellent goal. It's first goal in quite a while since all his controversies. So uh, hopefully that'll get his confidence going. Rashford scored as well. So yeah, all in all, um, a, a decent second half performance. But we were very lucky. We could have been two or three down at half time, and how we weren't was uh, nothing short of a miracle. To be honest, I think. I think. Obviously, it looks like we can't afford to leave Bruno Fernandes out the side. Because yeah. without, without, any time he's not in the team, we just look at, or he's out of form, we just look absolutely incapable of um, sort of scoring goals and creating any decent chances. Jesus, like, at least you have someone like that, Jesus. Fuck, you, like, I'm an Arsenal fan. Fuck, how do you think I feel? <laughs> Mr. Ozil. Um, no. Who's that? <laughs> Well, gonna saw us this season, but um, so but I, do, I just want to say, David, how many poos do you think came out of David Moyes' bottom when he saw Bruno Fernandez coming on at halftime? <laughs> Quite a lot, I should imagine. I mean, I mean, I'd be looking at. I mean, if if I was David Moyes, I saw that Man United team in the first half, thinking, "What? Well, they're there for the take? We're gonna smash them?" And then you just look over, you just see Bruno Fernandez on the bench going, "You stay there, sir." He, he, stay. Uh, he, here's a question: Who, who and then. Oh, and, and then, and then when he when, when Bruno Fernandes is coming, no, you just see number eighteen. And then, how, I, I imagine David Moyes' pants are very brown. <laughs> Here's a question: Who do you think he's more scared of, um, Fernandes or Wilfred Zaha? Fernandes. Yeah, easily. I know that. I, I know. I know where you're going at with that Zaha yeah. thing, <laughs> Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I just about Bruno Fernandes. So Bruno Fernandes. In 38 games in all competitions, he, he's been involved in 36 goals. He scored 22 and got 14 assists. That's a phenomenal return, isn't it? And I know yeah. some people want to write him off as a penalty merchant, and I've seen people say, oh, he's not that good, really. But he is, because he makes Man United tick. Uh, I mean, he's made 20- such a difference to that team. Yeah, 21 of those goals are penalties. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing. But no, I mean, this is the thing about Man United this season. It's when they play at Old Trafford, they look like Stockport County. But when they play away from Old Trafford, they look like Manchester United. It's really weird. Yeah, I, um, I know he turned the game around on two occasions now, but I still worry a bit with Ollie. There's no real consistency there. I mean, at least he's shown on two occasions he's been able to turn the match around, which. Um, in his earlier in his reign, it didn't look like he was capable of doing. So at least there's that. But I don't know. I, I still something not quite gelling right at Man United somehow. No, it's it's an overalliance from Bruno Fernandes. That, well, that, yeah, that's, that's one that's one problem definitely. And I think I think if Oli didn't have Bruno Fernandes, I don't think he'd be there. He'd have been gone. We'd have never have got. We'd have never have got third in the Premier League. Last season without Bruno Fernandes, no chance. I mean, but what what's getting me though is like we're, we're talking about Man United at the moment, saying oh Man United are they're a shadow of themselves and blah 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 blah. But aren't they like what only three points off top? We, yeah, we were we well yeah. we were until because uh, we were at that point until um, Liverpool and Tottenham and that have played because. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, we hold, we fall ourselves from the bottom end of the table to the top half. So yeah, I mean, but it's quite tight. It is quite tight. I mean, we've yeah. got City. We've got City next, so uh, that's going to be a real a real test for us. 
But what, is, uh, the table is insane, and we, we we're only like eleven points behind first place. Yeah, oh yeah, mate. But it, yeah. Only, only, but bear in mind... You, might, you might as well be, no, 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 you no, might no, as no, well I mean, be a million points, mate. Well, what I mean, yeah, bear in mind the 15th, that's kind of crazy yeah. how tight the table is. Yeah, but Liam, you're, you're only six points off the bottom three. So... I'm not trying to say we're winning the league, I'm just saying the table but, is... I know, I know. But the main difference <sighs> is we're, we're, score, we're scoring goals, and that's, that's something Arteta needs to rectify quickly. Well, at least we can fucking defend. <laughs> we only conceded one. Well, yeah. Oh, well, last game. Last I mean, yeah. What, what I like is it says at least we could defend and have a negative. They have a minus four goal difference. Exactly. <laughs> you haven't been. Def- you score. haven't been. You haven't been defending recently, have you? That's that's another part of the trouble. You know, yeah. I mean, well, no, it's not. It's not that bad. It's you don't lose. Seconds. You don't lose games if you're defending well, do you? See. Wow, okay. You, 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 don't, you, you don't say this, oh, West Ham defended well, but lost 3-1. I thought, I thought West Brom defended well. No, we didn't. <laughs> 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 no, no, you listened on the radio. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> so, truly living in the 40s. Well, also, work. What do you want me to bloody do? <laughs> no, what it was, Liam. He had to crank it, keep cranking it up because his radio's that old. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find it on the radio. I'd use my bloody phone. <laughs> oh, oh. Can we move on to um, Liverpool versus Wolves? Liverpool winning four nil. Uh, Salah, Wijnaldum, Matip, and. Um, Shamado uh, scoring an own goal. This is this is this is a good performance for a team that has no players, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of their best better performances um, in recent games, actually from Liverpool. They they look like the, the sort of dominant Liverpool of old. Where recently, they've been sort of struggling to scrounge results together by their high standards, anyway. I mean, why I say that is there was um, I was looking on Facebook and the, for some reason this Wolves Wolves in Liverpool thing popped up, and the amount of fans that were, that were slagging Liverpool off saying, "Oh, <laughs> this Liverpool team," now we we know the Wolves fans slagging the Wolves team off. They're saying, "Oh, we're kind of beat a Liverpool team full of kids." It's still Liverpool. It's still <laughs> it's great. Like, exactly. It's not like you're playing bloody um, Grimsby or it's Arsenal. Carl. Oh, I'm going to cry now, Jesus. What, what happened last time Arsenal played Wolves? They, they oh, lost them. <laughs> <laughs> well, my section of the pod is over now, okay? Carl, let's be nice to him now. Okay, I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, Arsenal's Conquerors Wolves lost 4-0 to Liverpool. Um how, 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 how did Wolves score against Arsenal, who can apparently defend? That, that's what I, I, I want to know. Oh I have no idea. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't score against a team that has um, Fabinho and... and <laughs> let's leave him alone. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving the podcast. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, don't they, Abby. <laughs> we love you. Someone's taking bitchy pills. But, uh, <laughs> but no... <laughs> It says a lot that how good Liverpool are, the fact that they can still have this ragtag defence with Matip and Fabinho, two of them, two very good, very, very good footballers. And well, still be able to do it. Yeah. 
and actually defended better than they have been normally as well. They've been leaking goals like there's no tomorrow in some of their games. Uh, they have. I tell, I tell you what's really nice to see is fans back at Anfield. Hmm. Because I, I've, I've hmm. been to Anfield a couple of times. And it is, for me, the best stadium for an atmosphere. I mean, obviously, as a Man United fan, I hate Liverpool, but I've got nothing but admiration for their, their fan base. They're, they're so they're so passionate. And it is one of the best. As you said, it is one of the, the most atmospheric stadiums in the world, you'd have to say. I mean, I, I, went, I, I went when we beat them. And I think it's the first time since, since 78, I think we beat them. And then we... we I go there and just hear you'll never walk alone. Oh, oh, it it sends it sends. I, I, uh, I love that song as well. Oh, chills up my spine, man. And Celtic are nowhere near as good doing it than Liverpool. So, well, so there was a match against Barcelona in the Champions League, and it was so loud. I had to turn the sound on the TV down. It was just, it was just unbelievable. And I, yeah. I, I do, I do get a bit jealous that you know Man United fans never. Never make that sort of noise or atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> if I was an Arsenal fan, I think I probably would have been a Liverpool fan because Jesus Christ, what, what a team, what, what a group of fans! It's very absolutely incredible. They are insufferable, but they're a good group. They are, they are a good. <laughs> yeah, group. yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll let you know how many trophies they've won. <laughs> oh, definitely. But you could just say we won more Premier Leagues. But um, <laughs> but I, I do want to say that I, I do want to give some praise to uh, Kelleher, the goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, for Liverpool, I think he looks more steady in goal than Adrian ever has. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool. I think that they're just such a good team with what they've got. But I, think, I do want to say the Wolves were Wolves were poor, very poor in this game. Uh, yeah. They didn't seem to be together for some reason. No, they didn't. I mean, Connor Cody, who is one of the most consistent players in the Premier League, was absolutely shocking. Like, like, for his question, like, why did they turn up against us, but then decide to not turn up against Liverpool? They seem to like uh, almost not really care. Uh, it's because Arsenal are shit and Liverpool aren't. Well, no, well, yeah, they, they put more effort into because... Arsenal than Liverpool, though, which is surprising me. Like, because like, they know, because because they know they can beat Arsenal and they know they can't right. beat Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> were you at, were you at home against Wolves? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, okay. I thought if one might have been a, a home performance by Wolves, but no, it doesn't make much sense, does it? But All there right. you go. All right, they did, cool. But they did miss him in us. I mean, I, I, I like that he, yeah. he's, he's making good progress on the fact of Skull. Uh, Never's coming in for, for him in us, but they did miss that, fo- that, that focal point up front because he's such an important player. Yeah, um, he's, he is a big player for them, isn't he? He is. He was just, it, it was just great, but um, I do. I think Jurgen Klopp, though, the, his, his interview at the end was really good. Just saying, it was really nice to have two thousand fans back in there. It was really nice that they just turned up, and I think that's what it was. I, I do think, though, that having a crowd does improve. It, it, there's, there's no football without fans, and I think it was nice seeing. Even though there's only two thousand fans at Anfield, it was just really nice to see fans back in the football stadium. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, I, I cannot wait till I can go back to a football stadium and just. Yeah, shout at West Brom for losing games. <laughs> I was going to say, watch your team get <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> but no, <laughs> Liverpool level level at the top with um, with Tottenham, and this is a team missing Van Dijk, Allison, 
etc. Yeah, but, remarkable performance when you consider all that. Big news, though. Van Dyke is back doing gym work. Mm-hmm. And I think if he comes back before the end of the season, that's an absolutely massive plus for Liverpool. And I can't see anybody stopping them when he, if he comes back. Yeah, you know, the, the title race is going to be very interesting, I think. Especially, especially, yeah. like, especially if he comes back. Yeah, especially now we get to the next game. Chelsea versus Leeds. Chelsea winning 3-1 at Stamford Bridge. Uh, going behind to uh, Bamford uh, goal after four minutes. And then the most underappreciated striker, I think, in the world right now, Olivier Giroud scoring again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zuma and Pulisic scoring to make it a 3-1 win yeah. uh, for Chelsea. Do you think now that we can say Chelsea are now title contenders after I... the shaky start of the season? I think me, I think you can definitely, especially when you consider the amount of uh, money they spent, and they seem to have found a way to um, get the best out of Giroud lately as well. I mean, mm. that's five goals in in a week. That is, that's pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah, he, he he's absolutely incredible. I I don't think they're going to win the league, but I think they can definitely challenge for those the other two. I think for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think I think I think it's going to be. I think the top three now, I know we're in like 11 games, but I do think the top three now are going to be the top three at the end. I think they're going to interchange with each other. I do. I know I said Chelsea at the start of the season uh, after the players they bought and stuff like that, but I do think Tottenham now are the favourites for it. They just look, they just look assured at the back. They just look like a team that can, they're not going to take many risks, but they're going to, they've got that attacking duo of Kane and Son. It's just scary, but um, so, so, but Bamford, a good goal by Bamford, really good goal. Yeah, uh, it was. Mm. I he's ahead of a finisher, Bamford. I have to say. Yeah, I think he's shown his class now because he's for the past couple of years he's just been going about it, not really being impressive. But now it feels like he's found his feet in the Premier League, and it, 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 it's nice to see a an English a young English striker doing well in the Premier League. Mm. Um, but yeah, Chelsea they just turned the screws up. I mean, Giroud, as I said, scoring. Carlson five in a week. Uh, Reese James, I think, had a really, really good game. Um, great cross. He absolutely bullied Bamford though. Since ba- when Bamford scored, Reese James has bullied him for the rest of the game. Yeah, he's been a revelation this season, Reese James. He really has. He's mm. like, it feels like I, I know it's like I know it's completely different, but it feels like Ash, it feels like Ashley Cole in a way in that regard. Like he's. Mm. he's place in the Chelsea defence because nobody would ever touch Ashley Cole at left back. I can't see a Chelsea player, a Chelsea defender playing right back than Reese James. And uh, he, he looks to be a very, very, very good young player coming through. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Timo Werner as well, breaking away down the right for the, for the, for the third goal, Pulisic, um, who I think's again, underrated as well. He's he such a glimpse of how good he could be last season. It's nice to see him in the team now. Um, but yeah, I think I think Lampard has finally got them playing. Uh, Zuma with a goal as well, I think. Yeah, Zuma. Yeah, he, he's another one that's really improved as well. I, I never really rated Kurt Zuma, but he's he's really starting to book a player now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think he just looked. I mean, he had two loan spells: one at Stoke, one at Everton. I think people thinking, "Oh, here we go." It's going to be a typical Chelsea player who's just going to keep going out alone. He's going to get taken up by another team. But what he's done this season, just come in and 
I, I said uh, in an earlier podcast how much he's learning probably from Thiago Silva. Mm. Which is valuable. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they just look to me playing as a team. But there is just one player with that Chelsea team who I'm, I'm not impressed by at all. And that's Kai Havertz. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't really shown the sort of form that got him such a huge price tag over in Germany, has he? I'm going to make a comparison to Nicolas Pepe. Big mm. money, big young player, big money, struggling to live up to it. Is that uh, bad? Know, uh, no, no, I'm, just, I'm not saying it's that bad, but I'm just saying you can make the comparison to like, the, the, in that regard, the fact that they're both two, they're young players, they both cost mm. a hell of a lot of money, and they're not really firing on all cylinders yet, they're not showing the form that warranted that big money. No, the but he might get, as is. you say, he's young, he might, he might get there, he might just be taking longer to adapt to mm. English football or to the system Lampard mm. wants him to play, perhaps. Yeah. The worst thing is, like, with that comparison, is at least we've seen Pepe actually do some good. We haven't seen anything from Kai Havertz yet, which is... He's got a hat-trick. Yeah, but what about in, like, the League Cup against, like, a League One team? What's Pepe done in the Premier League? He's had, he's had some very good matches in the Premier League. I mean, he taught, he taught Man United, at least. That's Man United. Yeah, yeah. That, we're rubbish. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, let's see him do it against a Southampton. A decent team. A cold day in Stoke. <laughs> yes, a cold Wednesday night in Stoke. Let's see if we can do that. But no. Um, so, yeah, I just talk about Leeds, though. I think Le- Leeds have been a bit of a slide the last couple of weeks, haven't they? The last couple of games. They're just they, They've not looked... Um, the they, team, they do. They don't look like the team that played against Liverpool when we thought, oh, here we go. This, this, mm. They look like a really good, young, exciting team. They've just kind of... Just, yeah, not really played well recently. Yeah, you, you see it a lot. They, they, these promoted teams, they come out of the blocks running and uh, um, look like they're going to do well. And then they seem to go in one direction after that. Yeah, still, still above Arsenal, though. Well, listen to everybody. <sighs> oh, <fuck's sake>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd be nice about me for once. Fuck's sake, we just, we just lost a derby. Be nice to me. My, my, I'm so fragile. <laughs> um, so we'll just quickly go through uh, this game. We don't, there's not really much to talk about. Burnley versus Everton 1-1. Um, Calvert-Lewin scoring again. Uh, Robbie Brady scoring for, for, for Burnley after three minutes. Um, not really much to say about this game. I watched it. It was quite a dull affair. Yeah, again, Everton mm. have gone off the boil, haven't they? I mean, they they looked like they were going to be like top four contenders and they were really playing some good stuff. And then um, the last five, six matches, they've, they've been distinctly average, haven't they, at best? They've been Everton. Hmm. Well, it's best, right? I mean, they've, 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 been, they've been the uh, Merseyside version of Arsenal. Just... <laughs> You're right, Liam. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I, I, all... I can't even fucking defend myself. <laughs> this will be, be me next. This will be me next week when we've been humiliated by City, so don't worry. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, I'm getting shot by all angles. It reminds me of my 18th birthday. <laughs> Oh no! But what I like the fact is that my team lost five one, and we're still taking the piss out of them. But um, <laughs> it's so we, you expect that from West Brom, though, don't you? Let's be fair. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we then move on to Man City versus Fulham. Man City winning 2-0. Goals by Raheem Sterling and uh, Kevin De Bruyne scoring a Bruno Fernandes penalty. Bruno is back, maybe. Yeah, man. He, he, look, he looks good. He looks he's sharp. Just, he looks he's really just a penalty yeah. merchant. I mean, you can hear the tumbleweed going across <laughs> the whole world right now with that one because... The cheek and the audacity of you, sir. But, <laughs> but, but no. to be to be fair, um, Kevin De Bruyne seems to have found his form again. Um, yeah. With that, Man City look like uh, they they um, found their form as well. I think City are going to push for the top four at least now. Um, yeah. It's funny how. Man City have been out of sorts, well, De Bruyne has been out of sorts, and now he's finding his feet again. City look like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not looking forward to playing them, put it that way, next week. It, it's, it's almost yeah. like another Manchester team, but I can't picture who it is, someone who's like relying on one player. Arsenal. I, I, I said a Manchester team, at least, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> At least try and stick with a, with a brief. No, De, De Bruyne or Fernandes. Salford. <laughs> FC FC United of Manchester. <laughs> no, I, I, I do I do want to say this. I do think De Bruyne and Fernandez are the same type of player for their respective clubs. Because if Fernandez is playing well, United don't play well. I mean, you look at look at um, Man United against Istanbul. Message um, here because I can't say the last name. Um, no, I can't either. Fernandez is really poor. And United lost 3-1. Yeah, yeah. What is it for? Mm. Man City been off the boil. De Bruyne has played well for the last two games. City have won them 7-0. Combined aggregate. So, I, do, I, I, know, I know it's Fulham. I know it's a custard pie team that no one cares about. But, I mean, what Fulham are like the West London version of Arsenal. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, not that, they're not that bad. Fulham? Hmm. No, yeah, they're not that bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Sterling, um, set, uh, great pass by De Bruyne to set Sterling for <laughs> <laughs> uh, You fucking broke me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what the fuck can I say? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say. But yeah, so uh, De Bruyne set Sterling through for his first goal since uh, mid-October, and then Sterling winning his 20th penalty in the Premier League, the most any player has um, won. In the, the league's history, and De Bruyne dispatching it after 26 minutes. Um, Fulham just looked um, poor. They, they offered nothing. I mean, they beat Leicester Monday. They played really well against Leicester. And you're thinking, all right, we beat Leicester. We could build on that. And they didn't show anything against City. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I think I agree with you, Carl. I think City were there, thereabouts. I think with De Bruyne playing well, Sterling playing well, Mahrez having another good game, uh, Kinsella as well, playing really well at the back. And I, I, I think that, yeah, they could be there. But I, I don't think City got out lots of first gear in this game. No. It's funny that they played, um, Fulham played so well against Leicester and, and yeah, offered so little against City. Perhaps they thought, perhaps they just didn't believe they had a chance against City. I, I don't know. Mm, no, it's just it, it's just poor by Fulham. But um, talking about Leicester, uh, last game we're going to cover quickly: Sheffield United against Leicester at um, Bramall Lane. Leicester winning two one. Uh, a ninetieth minute goal by Sheffield Wednesday fan Jamie Vardy. 
Uh, yeah, I think last Sheffield United are done. They're just they 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 are done already. I think it's ten games yeah. in. They yeah, are. Um, but, 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 but like the Midlands Arsenal was terrible. Sacking second season <laughs> is drawing close. You feel that, don't you? I hate you, Liam. You took my joke, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I said this. We said this last week. Yes, Chris Wilder's an absolutely brilliant job at Sheffield United, but it does feel like an Eddie Howe sort of situation where they're stagnated under him. I don't think he can take them any further. A bit like Sean Dyche at Burnley as well. I feel like that those two are quite yeah. similar in that. And I mean, you don't want to ever see a person lose their job, especially in football, which is a really cruel, cruel business. Uh, for sacking managers, but I do think those two could be the first casualties of this season. Um, so yeah, um, but as I said, Vardy scored a 19-minute goal. He then decided to he then decided to go and destroy the corner flag with his celebration, um, which doesn't doesn't be celebration last year where he scored. I think he saw the last minute winner against them last year, and he stood in front of the fans and just put his hands behind his ears because he's a massive Sheffield Wednesday fan. <laughs> so that's quite funny. Uh, but yeah, Perez scoring as well, and then McBurnie equal scored two minutes later. And we all thinking, oh, here we go. Sheffield United could get another point here because um, Leicester were poor in the second half. But then yeah, Vardy and James Madison, um, yeah, combined and, and yeah, um, they win two one. So yeah, yeah. yeah Leicester have been a bit all over the place as well. Every time you think they look like they're going to make a, a good push for a top four place, mm. they, they drop points or put in a poor performance. And yet they're still fourth. Mm. That's the thing. It's like they, they, they've lost they've, they've, they've lost four. This is the thing about Leicester. It's like they win games or they lose and they've won seven. Drew not. So well, it's... Uh, it, it's that they're going to be more consistent. I mean, you look at the top three above them, they've only lost one game, and yet Leicester are only three points off them. It, it's shaping up to be one of the most open seasons in a long time because everyone's slipping up and making mistakes, and there's so few points in it at the moment. Nobody's looking like they're really going to pull away at the moment. Mm. I think potentially Tottenham and Liverpool could do that. Mm, possibly. I think, possibly. I think because the way, to- the way Tottenham are playing, they're playing well, the fact that Liverpool are still not all of these players to come back that helped them last season. I think they could do it. Um, you know what it's going to depend on? It's going to all depend on injuries, I think. If, if Tottenham can keep fit, which I think they maybe could because they don't really have to move around too much. I, I, I think Liverpool are a lot more prone to injuries than Tottenham are, so I think that's going to be something to really look out for. I think if Tottenham lose Son. Yeah. And I, I mean, to a lesser extent, Kane, because I, I think he is still a little bit important, but I think if they lose Son, I think they, they could be in real trouble. I think Son, Kane, out of our world. I think those three. I think they're, they're, they're struggle without those three. Uh, I, I think we can do. I think they can do okay without out of our world. Maybe if if they lose if they lose like Sissoko, um, and Dombele and maybe Hoiberg, then I think that that could be quite a big issue for them. If they lose their whole squad, it could be a big issue for them. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they'll be better than us. Well, you know, but we'll, we, before we get onto the closing topic, um, so we'll just go quickly through the table. Tottenham uh, on top, Liverpool second, Yay. Chelsea third, uh, Leicester fourth, Man United fifth, um, sixth, and Man City. With a, both of them have game in hands over the top four. Um, West Ham seventh, Southampton eighth, Everton ninth, Wolves tenth, 
Uh, they would go from 20th to 11th. So Sheffield United, West Brom and Burnley, the bottom three. Um, Fulham, 17th. Then there's a three-point gap to Brighton, 16th. The mighty... <laughs> you like that, Liam? Arsenal, 15th. <laughs> Arsenal, 15th. Carl, do I say it together? We're after three. One, <clears> two, three. <throat> Arsenal, 15th. Arsenal, 15th. There we go. Leeds, 14th. Newcastle, 13th. Villa, 12th. And Palace, 11th. Um, I, th- I think that the uh, it's shaped to be a really good season, really intriguing season, a bit like mm. 2015 when uh, Leicester won the league. It feels like mm. that kind of season. Um, but uh, the, the nicest thing, though, about uh, this weekend in Premier League football was fans coming back. So, for the most part, 100%. yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's nice to see 2,000 fans at the top of Hotspur Stadium, seeing them beat Arsenal. That was all the right, best thing. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> How many Arsenal jokes have we got in tonight, Carl? <laughs> Quite a lot. Jesus Christ. Are we are we gonna get even more in? No, because <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah, you did. I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay. But uh, are we hey, gonna get any more in there? No. No. You just can of fire right now, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> um, so, but no, uh, serious now, onto the final topic. Uh, on the weekend, uh, Millwall fans, uh, Millwall against Derby at uh, the Den, uh, obviously for this season, and uh, also uh, the the, the uh, close of last season, uh, players started to take the knee for the Black Lives Matter um, campaign. And Millwall and Colchester, um, their fans, a small section of their fans decided to boo uh, the players taking a knee. And I was appalled by it. It made me ashamed to be a football fan. I know it's one club that's done it, but it was just absolutely shocking to see. You, you expect better, you know. I mean, Millwall fans do get a bit of a bad rap, whatever you want to say about them. But there's, there's no excuse for this. Like it's absolutely bloody disgraceful. It's it's disgusting, but um, unfortunately, hardly surprising with a club like with Millwall's reputation. To be completely honest, it, it is worth saying that this did also happen in America as well. Yeah, uh, NFL did. games. <laughs> the Americans have a really big problem with race. Again, though, there's certain states where you you would sort of expect it, which may you know it shouldn't be that way. But you, you, we we know what certain states and areas of America are like. Yeah, Let's definitely. Be honest. I do want to read a sta- uh, just. I'm I'm going to read you the st- uh, just a couple of lines of the statement that the Millwall Supporters Club put out. Um, so. As the official supporters club, which represents Millwall fans, a statement may become somewhat delayed. It came a day after. Uh, but we have determined to listen t- to as many different views as possible before commenting. Yes, this game at Starby County was a tested day for Millwall FC and those associated with it. We fervently fe- uh, believe that the motives of those behind the booing were not racist. Oh. However, at a time of heightened awareness and with the country watching, the choice of those individuals is always going to damage their club and be perceived by the media as racist. That, that is cowardly. The greatest thing, fantastic. The great, they, they, they said this though. The, 
this, this, this is the even worse bit, and I'm going to end it after this. The greatest thing is that it highlighted that it is the need for clarity and understanding on both sides of this divide. Millwall Football Club are scumbags. End of. It's, it's, I don't know, I haven't got words to describe how ill-judged, um, uh, disgusting that statement is, to be honest. Yeah, you, you, you have to condemn it. Because make no mistake about it, Black Lives Matter is not a political movement. It's it's a human rights, it's a human rights issue. It's, it's not a political thing. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or it doesn't matter if you're Labour, if you're BMP or anything. It's, it's nothing to do with parties. It has nothing to do with which side of a divide you're on. It's just fucking support it. Don't don't be a don't be an idiot, please. I saw one comment which made me sick. Was wait till all fans are back and you'll see what people think about Black Lives Matter. And that just shows an ignorant ignorant person. And the fact that it got like I think one and a half thousand likes on Facebook with it, it was incredible. And mm-hmm. uh, we got. Uh, that might be true. I, I, yeah, I got sent a video today uh, on um, a Facebook group I'm part of, and uh, it was his little boy uh, singing um, a Millwall song. So it was a Millwall fan, we love Millwall. And then at the end, uh, he said a racial slur that was absolutely disgusting from a child. I think it's like three or four. And his parents have taught him this thing. You can clear his parents have taught him. And I was appalled by it, and it is disgusting. And I can't believe someone someone tried to defend it by saying, I always see these videos, I think how dense does someone have to be to, to be that, and then actually post it in public. Like, implies I don't see anything that might be seen as wrong. You don't say something that it is wrong. Why try and say that oh, it implies it is wrong? Just keep your opinion to that to yourself. It's stupid. And I think that um, racism and the Black Lives Matter thing is a, it is a very, very, as Liam said, very important movement. And it just shows that the simple mindedness of some people. And I think those people need to have a look at themselves in the mirror because I guarantee those they've got people, friends that are coloured. And yeah, they need to they need to. Well, but we, we, we probably say black, actually. Probably say black, I think, is for probably oh, yeah, so. black. Yeah, black. I mean. It's just, it, it, it angers me. And to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you. I've lost some friends because of their stance on it by not believing in it and saying, well, it's all lives matter. Yes, all lives matter, but it's, that's not the point of this thing. It's black people have been, um, they've been victims of many atrocities throughout history, and this is just another one of them. And people say all lives matter. Go fuck yourselves, please. Just go away. Take yourselves away with your negativity. Just leave, please. That's my message to those people. Yeah, I, I second that. Um, people are out of touch, and I don't think they're quite understanding the message. Can, can, can I, guys, ask you a question? Because have you heard the um, the thing about about the Tottenham fans? And I'm, again, I, I'm, I know this is coincidental, but they've been they've been reclaiming a word which has been used as an insult towards Tottenham fans for a while. That begins with "why." I'm, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess what, what are your views on reclaiming those kind of words, particularly for a club that has quite a strong Jewish group? It comes to the odd adage of saying that, well, that word that we can't say, but they can say sort of thing. And I don't think that's the case because if mm. they say, OK, so we know I mean, we know how impressionable children are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just say, if you, say if you, I mean, say if I took my little brother, my little brother's seven. He knows right from wrong. But I'm just saying. So I took him to a football. I took, I took him to a football game. Yeah, and he heard a fan say a racist term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because he's heard it there, he thinks it's okay to. He, he, he might think it's okay. And if he goes and says that to someone in a playground or somewhere out like that, it's it's horrible. And I think that's what it is. I think that all, no matter what. What it is saying, oh, I can say that word because I'm one of them, sort of thing. No, that's not that's not the case. I think all racial slurs, and especially what you're trying to say with that word, I think I think that that, that should go. I, I don't believe they should yeah. reclaim it, so to speak. Because I, I mean, like people should be proud of their heritage, and mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you know, if you're Jewish and you want to say that word, I it, it's, it's one of those things I can't really say that they can't say it. I don't think yeah. necessarily should say it, um, and I see. I think there's a nice sentiment behind it, but I think it also is just a bit misguided. Yeah, and particularly when you're in a crowd, and they, I think it encourages people to kind of sing it along. And if you're not part of that race, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you have to say you have the same problem with gangster rap, don't you? They 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 use a certain mm. racial slur within their songs. Um, a lot, and if you're young and impressionable, you don't know any better. You you, you might not realise that's not an okay word uh, yeah. to say as, as a white person. It's like Tarantino films. Tarantino films ha- are famous for having that word, that what that word in it. And I remember I was I, I watched Django Unchained, mm. and my my brother who's 14 <laughs> came in and he just looked at me and went oh. They're saying that word, and they go, "Oh yeah," because I'm I'm not saying it. I'm on what it's in a film. I can't really say. Can't really go. Pause, please. Okay, Mr. Fox, can you not say that word, please? Thank yeah, but, you. I mean, and, and I can't do that. It, it's it's just one of them. It, it's it's something that I, it shouldn't be said, but I can understand why it's said. But for me personally, I don't think it should be. Hmm. So, but I mean, it's very easy for us to say it's three white men. I mean, <laughs> yeah. use it, use use it in house between you know between yeah. your friends and family. But um, yeah, if you don't want it, it is it is hard and it is hard to stress I've... a proper opinion on it. Being a white person, because we don't really know how mm-hmm. how it makes people feel. I I have a story before just before we 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 quit this off. So um, I was at the Albion. And I, I went. I went an away game. I think I went to. I think Derby away. I went to Derby, and I'm in the. I was in the Albion section watching the game, and I, I'm, I'm an Albion player. I think they they made a mistake, and they, they, I think the cross was a bit poor, or something like that. And there was this fan about four rows away from me, and he said, "Oh, get him off the pitch, the dirty bastard." He was a he, he was the the he was a word and I'm just saying, going, hang on a minute, yeah. How can you say that about someone just because couldn't you say that to fucking uh, a white person? You cross the ball, you dirty white bastard, something like that. You don't say that. No, it, you, you don't. Yeah. And what happened was that a lot of us round, and this is the horrible thing about it is there was a family, a mixed race family, about two rows in front of him, and they just looked at him and he just he was not backing out of what he said, and eventually he was removed. Derby fans called the stewards over, and so did the Albion fans, and they got rid of him from the game. And I, that 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 has no place in football. And I think that when you hear it, when you hear it, it's disgusting, and it should it should be eradicated. So that that's that that's my take. That was a story I had, and it. it's just vile to hear. So 
Um, well, yeah, it, it's a hundred percent racist if you're gonna um, make an insult and use the person's skin color as part of the insult. If you, you know, it's a lot different saying you're useless bastards as you know, you're useless insert color. Yeah, I, I think that there's I, just no need. Well, there's no need for the insult. There's no, well, there's no need for the insult altogether, but it just makes it a thousand times worse when you're, you, you're doing it like that. Problem is, society lags so far behind like new kind of things that are coming in. You know, whether it be transgenderism, um, you know, whether it be, you know, any like asexuality or anything. Like, we, I think we need a better education on these kind of issues. Because I mean, I'm, I, I know I've been like a kind of. I've definitely been a thought for this in the past, like saying things I probably shouldn't have. And you need so you need to kind of learn. And sometimes, if you get called out, it is kind of good that you get called out because then you learn and you kind of grow up and you can move on. Well, the, the trouble is, you'll always get a section of people who um, will resist and resent change. And and sometimes yeah. there's no real rhyme or reason. For that it's just just because because they want everything to stay the same don't they it's it's been a a problem you know it's been a problem throughout history Mm. it's it's a horrible thing but we the only thing that we can do is just keep moving forwards with it and keep promoting what's happening and to hopefully hopefully change the minds of those simple narrow-minded people but um Guys, I think I think that's a, a nice way to end it. I think we we've yeah. tackled and and I think uh, and I, I fully support that movement and um, I hope that some change has come from it. Um, but yeah, uh, before we go, uh, Liam, do I do your plugs, my friend? Yeah, sure. Um, do I do, I'm trying to think. Do I have any plugs? You know what? Actually, I'm going to be um, I'm going to be good for once. And hang on. Yes. Yeah, Actually, uh, we, 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 we do yours. Sorry. Well, Carl, do yours. Just... Okay, you can find me at I Love Harry Kane um, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us at Rogue Opinions is um, the Rogue underscore Opinions. Sorry, at uh, Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me at AskTheShite.com. <laughs> Liam, uh, I'm I'm gonna put a link. Well, actually, I, I can't put a link to it. But please follow BlackLivesMatters.CRRD.co, and it's is a list of petition, petitions. is a list of resources if you want to learn about the movement and you want to learn about all different kinds of causes. It's very useful, and yeah, please um, please check it out. Definitely. I'll, I'll put that website in the comments as well for people if they if they want to look at it. And you can find me on Twitter also as well. But until next week, guys, uh, it's been a pleasure as always talking about how shit Arsenal are. And, uh,
champions of England again 